0: Okay. Greetings, brothers and sisters. We thank the Lord for his goodness and for his mercy. Um, God's good all the time. I know we we say it all the time. That's because it never gets old. It's always true, going to always remain true. And, um, and it, it really is just a good thing to take time out to ponder, um, go over, um, and really consider what God has done for you. Um, and um, Um, In your life and then and and then also in the lives of others, people that you've known or people that, you know, um, to to just really behold God in in all his majesty and all his glory, everything that God does is not for you specifically there's many things that are for you, but some of the things that we uh, do well to take um, note of are the things that he does in the lives of our brothers and sisters and fellow humanity, Um, because God is great and greatly to be praised. None of us deserve him. None of us deserve his mercy. None of us deserve any of that. Um, and so um, our purpose is never really to, um, to is never to come off um, actually as though we are entitled or that um, we somehow have arrived or we earned something um, that, that clearly is not um, what, um, um, what we uh, aim to do because we know that um, on, even on our best day, you know, amen on our best day. We're we're not worthy of what God has done, but we are grateful. Now, brothers and sisters, uh, we are back uh, in our lesson. This is our third lesson. We started uh, a series um, um, a little um, um, several weeks ago. Um, Didn't really know how far it was going to, to go, but it seems to God, God's definitely working and he's taking it in the in the direction that he wants it to go our our scripture text brothers and sisters um, is found um, in the book of Jeremiah chapter 36 Uh, we are starting at verses one through seven um, as it concerns that, um, and we will be jumping in and into those scriptures. Um, In fact, um, for context purposes, I will read it, um, but then we'll pick up where we are, which is wrapping up uh, some, uh, a few other things for, uh, for context purposes, um, so that we kind of have this thing framed the way that we're going to to go. Um, in Jeremiah chapter 36, verses 1 through 7, and it came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Take thee a roll of a book and write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel and against Judah and against all the nations. And from the day I spake unto thee, from the days of Josiah even unto this day. Amen. It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil which I purpose to do unto them and that they may return every man from his evil way that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. Then Jeremiah called Baruch the son of Nerai and Baruch wrote from the mouth of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord, which he had spoken unto him upon a roll of a book. And Jeremiah commanded Baruch saying, I am shut up. I cannot go into the house of the Lord. Therefore, go thou and read in the roll which thou hast written from my mouth the words of the Lord in the ears of the people in the Lord's house upon the fasting day. And also thou shalt read them in the ears of all Judah that come out of their cities. It may be they will present their supplication before the Lord and will return everyone from his evil way. For great is the anger and the fury that the Lord hath pronounced against his people. As always, may God add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. And as we say that while there is a blessing in the the hearing um, of the word, just listening to it, that blessing always pales in comparison to the blessing to be had uh, when we become obedient to the word of God and to the will of God. So brothers and sisters, please, um, I applaud you. If you have made it a habit of listening to the word of God, that's a good thing. We would never knock that and never criticize that. That is a wonderful thing, but I do encourage you brothers and sisters to go the next step. The next step is to obey what you read, obey what God is saying in that scripture. Amen. Okay, because obedience is still better than sacrifice. And by that, what is meant when the scripture tells us that um, it doesn't matter all the things that you can do physically. Okay, you can you can you can give your money. You you know you can do all um, you can do all these ancillary things, all the things that, that seem to be good in this world. Okay, you can go feed the 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 hungry, um, shelter the uh, those that are destitute and without. Um, you can um, you can comfort those that mourn. Listen, you can do all sorts of good things. Okay, there's no shortage uh, of them. Okay, but if you are not obeying what god told you to do okay you need to understand all those good things will not count in your favor they will not be they they listen they they won't they won't be enough to to turn things around no you got to be obedient to God. Amen. Okay. And, um, so I, listen, I'm, again, we don't criticize doing good work. We want to do good, but the Bible says, you know, that all the things that we do, we need to do it as unto the Lord. So in other words, our stuff got the things that we do got to be to the glory of God. And there is nothing more, um, that you can do to the glory of God than that, which he's commanded you and I to do. So brothers and sisters, your encouragement is, is to not just be a hearer, but to be a doer as well. Amen. Amen. Now, brothers and sisters, we are back in our text. Now, we um, this this particular lesson, we've been talking about addendums to our life's story. OK, well, that's what we've been really talking about. The addendums to our life story. That's the that's the kind of the topic that we have Um that we 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 kind of have, and we're going to get into that and really explore what all of that means. That that topic uh, in earnest as once we uh, once we get to it, but. But for all intents and purposes, here in this third lesson, we're we're not rushing anything. We're just we're we're walking into this as God gives us grace uh, to be able to do so, and we're and we want God to uncover everything that He has for us. Now, when I last left you guys in the last lesson, we were talking um, about uh, Jeremiah, and we were finishing up um, wrapping up the history, and I told you at the end of the lesson that when we come to this. lesson, lesson, lesson number three, what we would do or how we would begin is, is that we would discover, we would discuss the implications of what it meant, okay, for, uh, for Jeremiah um, to tell the people um, to, to submit to Babylonian um, captivity now, um, because there's some very big implications in that, and some very big implications that, that we, um, as, uh, as children of God, Um, provided we have been obedient to what the word of God says in the book of Acts chapter um, two, starting at verse 36. We've, um, and keep on going Therein lies, the recipe for salvation or what we need to do. Amen. Repenting of our sins, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for, for the remission of those sins and being filled with the gift of the Holy ghost. Okay. Now we, that's the only way to get salvation. Amen that's that's the process except the man be born of the water and of the spirit he shall in no wise inherit the kingdom of heaven he's not getting in okay so we and and we're not going to belabor that we've talked about that enough um in lessons past so i invite you to go listen to to any one of them and you'll probably run into us talking about that very thing nevertheless jeremiah here Um, I said there are some implications to Jeremiah, having told the people um, that they need to submit to um, Babylonian um, um, captivity. Now, um, um, just as a quick um, kind of recap again. Jeremiah is a is the prophet to who was primarily sent to the southern kingdom or the kingdom <clears throat> that is known as Judah. Amen. The kingdom of Judah as I told you before, the uh the kingdom, the 12 tribes originally of the the the, the 12 tribes um formed um through the line of the 12 sons of Jacob, okay? Amen. So the 12 tribes of Israel um, eventually would go on to become this nation, and originally they were unified. Amen. But as I told you before, because of sin, and often is the is the course and the case when sin gets involved. Amen. Um, is is that the wages of sin is still death, and so sin brings. Um, death to things it it messes things up it brings an end to things or destruction to the things that are good well the children of Israel the 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 peoples of God they were unified okay under the first two kings Um, um, and they remained unified even under the third king but because of the sin and disobedience of the third king that will be Solomon amen because of that disobedience um, pronouncement judgment would be pronounced on them that the kingdom would no longer would not always remain um, unified, but that the day was coming that they would be torn asunder or that they would be divided, and that day came. Amen. After Solomon passed on and his son, and I believe his uh, son's name was Rehoboam, and under um, his leadership and on and through the kingdom of Israel suffered a division. The the um, ten tribes of the twelve. 10 of them stayed together and they formed what was known as the Kingdom of Israel. They remained, they were, um, would be referred to as the Northern Kingdom. Okay. So this singular kingdom became divided and they became sister kingdoms. Okay. Israel, the 10 tribes, remained in the North all right and they took the collective name of Israel but they um but they abandoned the worship of Yahweh the most true the most high God the God Almighty and they adopted um 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 idolatrous worship okay and that became their their national identity and all that kind of stuff and so the Lord sent uh, a prophet by the name of Isaiah among other prophets um to um um, to to testify and to call them back to the to, to the Lord God Almighty but they wouldn't hear it and the Lord kept warning them and telling them hey if you don't straighten up you guys are going to go into Assyrian captivity well they didn't listen and that's exactly what happened um, Hardheadedness brought their demise okay I want to segue and tell you brothers and sisters hard-headedness Disobedience to God will always bring your demise. Okay. Some of you have not made the correlation. to why some of the things in your life some things are beginning to unravel and to erode you haven't connected the dots and tied them to the disobedience and the sin that you are engaging in either overtly or secretly it doesn't matter okay how you frame it and how you do it whether it's out in the open or it's done in secret you got to understand that there you know that listen what's done in the dark is going to come to the light you absolutely brothers and sisters cannot get away with sin and as long as you keep trying to slide that past God. Okay. Listen, you might get it past me. I'm, I'm not the smartest, you know, you know, tool in the drawer here. Okay. Um, you might get it past some of, other, other folks as well. Okay. As a matter of fact, you might be so good that you fool everybody, but here's the thing. You will never fool God and he knows, and he's writing it down. He keeps good records. Okay. And so as long as you keep trying to slide that stuff past God, okay. You not only are you caught on tape, not only does he have you or whatever else is, but you're going to bring destruction. You're going to bring demise to the things that are around you. You are going to you are going to watch and you're going to see good relationships and 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 um, good things in your life. You're going to see them begin to er erode. They're going to evaporate before your eye. They are going to burn to ashes in your face. Because you can't beat God. You understand that. He's never going to bless mess. He's spoken too much against it. And it is said, amen, amen. So you won't be able to do anything about that. Nevertheless, um, the Northern kingdom didn't listen. So they went into Assyrian captivity, all right? Now, that should have been a reminder or that should have been a a demonstration um, and a good example um, to the Southern kingdom because the Southern kingdom watched this play out. They watched all of this. They heard the same messages. They were privy to it as, as well. So they had every opportunity, brothers and sisters, to learn from the mistakes of their sister kingdom, the Northern kingdom, but the Southern kingdom, the, the kingdom of Judah, which consisted of two tribes, Benjamin and Judah, okay? Amen. they took the collective name of the, the, of the kingdom of Judah, all right? And they were the Southern kingdom, but they didn't listen to any of that. They, they, they ignored all of that. They, 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 and, and, and so God would send a prophet by the name of Jeremiah and other prophets to tell them to say, Hey, you better straighten up and you better fly right. You saw what happened to Israel. The same thing is getting ready to happen to you, except it's going to be Babylonian captivity. Now, they didn't listen. And we said this on last week. They were hard headed and they, and they did not listen to that. And so, what we, one of the things that we said on last week, is um, is, um, is 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 when when discussing this, we 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 declared that that when it comes to the message of 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 God, okay, God first is going to try to get your attention early on to help you avoid the unnecessary, okay. God is going to try to help you avoid the unnecessary chastisement um, or judgment that's on its ways, Because listen, sin is already judged and it already, the wages of it is death, okay? It, it, you are, listen, you engage in sin, you're gonna get paid. You engage in sin, you working. And if you working, you earn it. And what are you earning? You earning death. And we're not just talking about death to your soul in its finality or its total separation from God. But you need to understand the process of death that happens with sin is immediate. See, when your soul gets separated from God, that's the long term in finality state of it. But before that, the consequences, the
1: death, you know, but there are many other areas of death that you will experience because of sin. I I don't know how else to say this, brothers and sisters, but listen, sin is destroying what you have. You got to wake up. You have got to wake up, ma'am. Sir, you got to wake up. You think you're getting away with it because no one has come and said anything about it to you, but I'm saying it to you right now.
2: You are caught red-handed. And the process of death has already
1: begun. And sooner or later, it is going to catch up with you and you are going to begin to see the areas in your life where death has occurred. Wake up. This is no time to be asleep. Wake up. Don't let the devil lie to you and pull the wool over your eyes and make you think you're going to get away with something that nobody got away with. There's nobody in the scripture that has ever gotten away with sin. So why are you trying to do it? This is applicable no matter where you live in the world.
2: This ain't an American thing. This is a global thing. God hates sin no matter who does it. And the wages of it is death no matter who does it.
1: And if you keep going in this direction, you're gonna get paid. You're gonna or listen, you earning and you're gonna get paid. You're going to get paid. But you're not gonna like, it. but listen, but you're not gonna like it. That's one payday you don't want. Most times you think a payday is pretty
0: good, but there, there there's some paydays that's pretty awful. And the payday that's awful is the one for sin
1: because the wages of sin is death. That's an awful payday. You don't want that. No, you don't want that. Nevertheless,
0: listen, they they didn't learn from that. They should have. They had every opportunity. God sent the word, but they didn't want to listen to any of that. Many times, and that's what we do. I'm praying, brothers and sisters, that we're going to come out of that hard-headedness and we're going to submit to God. Have a heart that's tender towards the Lord. Stop being rebellious. Stop being
1: smart in everybody. You don't know anything. You don't know nothing. I'm just telling you right now. You think you got it. You don't. You cannot outsmart God and you are not going to figure out a
0: way that's going to game the system or beat the system and somehow you're going to be in you're going to be in heaven. Listen, he knows what you did and you're not getting in. Unless you surrender and repent to him. I know this is not this type of teaching, this type of preaching, whatever you want to call it is not something that you used to hear because we get a lot of fluff out there but we don't do that here. No, we're gonna preach what thus saith the Lord. We're gonna teach what thus saith the Lord. And I'm here to tell you right now, you are headed to hell and you don't realize it. You, but and although and you smiling and grinning and slobbing on yourself, having a good time all the way, you are headed to hell. You need to get off this train, get off of this roller coaster because it's not listen. This thing here is not gonna end the way you think it is. See, you thinking that you're gonna get by with it
2: and you'll end up in heaven, but you're not. Your elevator is not going up, buddy. Sis, your elevator ain't going up. It's going down. And the only one that don't see it is you.
1: Because you're loving your sin too much. You got to turn from that.
0: You need God's feelings about sin. You got to adopt that. God hates
1: sin. So you got to adopt that same feeling to where you hate it. You don't want it. Listen, no. One scripture said, I hate every evil way. That's the way you got to get. It's the way I got to be. So
0: nevertheless, they they didn't listen. And here they go. They're in captivity. Well, not in captivity just yet so then we enter, we get to our we get to our text. Right. And so Jeremiah, uh, well, just before our text. okay. and Jeremiah, um, you got to understand at this point. So Jeremiah is. Is has been sent to tell the children of Judah to straighten up, to learn from what happened to the sister kingdom, the northern kingdom and to avoid it. Now, at first, Jeremiah, um, the purpose was to get them to avoid the, um, the the Babylonian captivity altogether. And so God, as I was saying earlier, God first try to get your attention to help you avoid the unnecessary so that you can go right back so that things can get right back on course. You, you're flowing, you're glowing, you're going and everything is working. Everything you, you you've repented of your sin, you've gotten it right. Um, before the Lord, you've turned away from it and you started walking in righteousness. Now, God always try to get your attention and do that early and often. He tries to get your attention before he got to expose you, before he got to let you to be seen for the ridiculousness that you are engaging in. He first try to, listen, love covers a multitude of sin. And what God tries to do is that God tries to deal with you on the, on the, on the download, so to speak, privately is what he does. He tries to get you. He tries to reason with you. The Bible says, "Come, let us reason together." We learned that in the book of Isaiah, I believe. And he tries to reason with you to talk you out of this, the 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 skin the, the the schemes of sin that you and I are are so famous for coming up with. He tried to talk us off of that stuff and out of that stuff. He try to get us to turn away sooner rather than later. But as I told you guys last week, sometimes People push it way too far. So God comes, tries to rescue you before it becomes a thing. But some people insist on it becoming a thing. They will not listen in the early stages. They will not yield in the early stages. They will not bend the knee. They will not bow the head. They will not surrender unto the Lord. They're going to keep right on going until they absolutely cannot go any further. Now, when a person does that, as I told you, then they make the unnecessary necessary. See, now you they get to a point when you start going beyond after God tries to get you. What happens is, is that you go to a point where now the consequences of sin, much of it cannot be avoided. And that's the and that's a prophecy. God tried to get you while some of it can while it can be avoided. But the further that you go. In a sin, in sin, the less and less um, of an avoidance you will have, the less and less you will be able to avoid the consequences. See, uh, see, to avoid consequences all out, you know, just straight out outright to avoid the consequences of sin, you got to turn and to surrender to the Lord from
1: the beginning stages. When he first starts trying to get your attention, you need to turn then. That's how you avoid all of it. That's how you avoid literally that either all of it or 99.9%.
0: Is when you turn as soon as you hear the correction of the Lord, you start repenting, you start apologizing, you start making things correct, you start walking in righteousness. That's how you avoid it. But when you don't do that, brothers and sisters, then you make the unnecessary necessary. And now all of a sudden you can go too far where, listen, God is still willing to forgive you, but You're gonna have to pay for the consequences of those sins. Now, this is what happened to the children of Israel. They went too far, and they got to a point where avoiding Babylonian captivity was no longer possible. Okay, they had gone too far, and the and the engine of Babylon had been cranked up too high, and they were on their way. God said, "Listen, I'll I'll forgive you, and I'll make a way for you, so you can deal with it. You can bear up under it. But here's the thing: you're gonna have to deal with it. You are going." To have to deal with the consequences. I still want, I'm not, and, and 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 I still want you to repent. I still want you to come to me. And if you will do that, if you at least do that much, even though you would impressed you don't you you don't press it as far as you can go, you don't went further
1: than you were supposed to, I'm still willing to forgive you. I am still willing to have mercy on you. But you need to turn now. However, do not
0: think that because I'm having mercy on you, that you're not going to deal with the consequences of sin. Absolutely not. Why? Because brothers and sisters, you can go too far. And I'm going to ask you, have you gone too far? Some of you have gone too far and you know you've gone too far and you are doing it. You are racking your brain trying to figure out a way to avoid what is coming. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm here to tell you, you're not going to avoid it. You're going to have to deal with it you god gave you a chance to not have to deal with it you blew it you were you 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 were hard-headed and you were stiff-necked and you did not want to listen and you kept riding that thing into the ground well guess what now you're in the ground god is still merciful he's willing to forgive you but the deal has changed now he's no longer willing to take away all of that, what he's willing to do if you will turn to him, if you will humble yourself, if you will repent. You better hear me. I hope you're listening to me. If you will humble yourself and you will repent before the Lord, he is willing to help you bear under
1: the chastisement that he sent you. Amen. Amen. God can, God reserves the right to prosper
0: you even in the state of chastisement if you will surrender. Don't, don't ever forget that. God reserves the right to prosper you. And this is exactly, brothers and sisters, what he t- attempted to do with the children of Judah, this southern kingdom to prosper them. OK, but see, Jeremiah, you got to understand, Jeremiah was sending this word and telling the people early and often. And you got to understand, Jeremiah met with stiff resistance. Yeah, see, the people didn't want to hear him. They did not want to hear Jeremiah. See,
1: when Babylon was on its quest and conquering all of these other nations, you got to understand,
0: the fear of Babylon was in the air. It was everywhere. Kingdoms and lands of, 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 of far away had heard and would hear about what Babylon was doing and their, and, 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 and their ambitious goals to conquer everything. And there were many there are many territories and many lands and people that were afraid to see Babylon coming. Nobody wanted to be conquered, nobody wanted to be enslaved. Nobody wanted all of that. And God didn't want that for his people, not at all. But his people would not do right, starting with the northern kingdom. And then the foolishness continued into the southern kingdom. And now here we are. The unnecessary has become necessary. And so now Jeremiah is preaching
1: and is telling the people and warning the people. And you got to understand. They weren't happy about Jeremiah's message. See, when Judah started to get the message
0: that. Babylon was coming first in the early stages. So before it went too far and, 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 but, but and Jeremiah was telling them about Babylon coming, you know what they did? They turned a deaf ear to the prophet. They didn't want to hear, they didn't want to hear the message that it could be, that things could be put back together. That if you turn now, God can fix it. They didn't want to hear none of that. None of that. Instead, what they wanted to do was, was that they wanted to turn to the neighboring nations, Egypt and others, and and, and, and form treaties and pacts and, and allegiances and alliances with them to get these other lands to help them fight against Babylon and all these other places and so on and so forth. And God had to send Jeremiah to tell them that, listen, though you do all that kind of stuff, it ain't going to work. None of it's gonna work. It don't matter how many alliances you 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 form, how many treaties you get going on, and all this other kind of stuff. If you keep going
1: in this way and in this direction. You are going into Babylonian captivity. They didn't want to hear that. So when they would call
0: for for Jeremiah or for the prophet to speak, the children of Judah wanted a prophecy that said, oh, yes, you're going to defeat your enemies. Yes, you're going to
1: overcome um, Judah. Yes, you're going to be successful. And they pressured and they wanted Jeremiah to say that. But Jeremiah couldn't go beyond what God told him. And God wasn't saying all of that. And some of you who are listening to, to, to this word, you got the same problem that the children of Judah had.
0: God is sending you word trying to tell you to correct. But, this, but the only message that you want to hear is the message that say that it's your season, that, you, that, that there's a blessing with your name on it, that there's goodness coming to you. That everything is getting ready to be all right. That everything is all good. That you're getting ready to go into a season of prosperity.
2: And all, that's the message that you want. That candy land, that trash.
1: And you counting on people saying that. That's the one that you want. You go to church and you, and you, get, you get beside yourself when the man of God start talking about
2: prosperity. and blessings, and all these other good things.
1: And you're quick to assume that all that stuff apply to you when you
2: know it don't apply to you. Can't nobody even tell you a child of God.
1: You don't talk like it, you don't look like it, and you don't act like it.
0: You walk according to this world. You are all but worldly in every way. I know that's
1: hard, but I'm giving it to you straight. So you need to understand I'm on the hook for this. And I and I mean not to disappoint our Lord. So if I
0: gotta tell it to you and it make you not like me or whatever, that's that's just what it is. But we gonna say what thus
1: saith the Lord. You won't candy lane, you won't fluff. But you are living in rebellion and constant sin. There is no candy land. There is no fluff for you. Ain't no blessings with your name on. All your stuff is cursed. And the sooner you wake up and realize that, the sooner you can get to repenting,
0: you can get right before before God, and then the blessing, God, listen, then you can be restored. But as long as you keep entertaining this foolishness, it is not going to work.
1: You want, a, you want a message. Judah wanted a message that said they were going to defeat their enemies. They were going to overcome. Why do you think that God is obligated to hook you up when you are purposely living in rebellion? It doesn't work. And he's not going to do it. And the sooner you wake up and realize that, the sooner you can get to
0: get to where you need to be so that God can restore you. Because I'm going to tell you, restoration feels mighty good. It really does. But as long as you, as long as you, you, you caught up in this stuff, you ain't, you ain't not going to experience that. So they got mad at Jeremiah. So much so that throughout all of this, he had to endure beatings. He endured imprisonment and all kinds of different things. He watched
1: other prophets, fellow prophets get murdered and killed by the, listen, by so-called God's people. Some of you, God, have sent men of God to send you a word, and it's the, and it's the
0: right word. But you have killed the voice of the prophet in your ear. You don't want to hear nothing
1: because he's telling you the stuff that you don't want to hear. You're not listen. You're no better than the children of Judah. You're doing the same thing in your heart and in your mind. You're putting the prophets of God to death. And I'm telling you right now, you're gonna pay for it.
2: You're gonna pay for it. For every prophet you put to death, you're going to pay for it. It's coming up again. It's coming up again.
1: See, when he sent that prophet to tell you, that man of God, to tell you, hey, you got
0: to do right. Hey, you got to turn from your sin. And you decide you get mad. You're going
1: to have a problem. I'm going to catch a case with the man of God. You're going to speak against him. You're going to do every, listen, become antagonistic. Tear him up and tear him down. Become disobedient
2: and unwilling and unworkable. Defiant. A troublemaker, a busybody
1: and all of these things. You cause problems everywhere you go. Call yourself, sticking it to the man of God because you don't want to hear him. You don't want to obey, You don't, but you neglect that that man is sent by God. And he's telling you what thus saith the Lord. But you put the prophet to death in your mind. The preachers and the teachers that God have been sending you
0: wherever you are to show you the right thing, but because the right thing is inconvenient and you want your party to continue on, you want to still get on, you want to hold your sin and
1: have heaven too. Listen, let me tell you something, heaven and hell don't hold hands.
2: Heaven and hell don't hold hands. What fellowship have light with darkness?
1: And so you put to death the voice of the man of God, the teachers and the preachers
0: and the evangelists and of the things that God has sent to tell you what's up and to tell you what you need to do.
1: Why? Because you'd rather hear God got a blessing with your name on it.
2: You would rather hear that it's my season. You'd rather hear that I'm about to live in overflow. All the while you're living in a cesspool of
1: sin. How is that going to work? How is that supposed to work? It doesn't work. It does not work.
0: So Jeremiah, man, they, they done beat him up. They have imprisoned him several times, locked him up, shut him down, and all sorts of things. And even in our text, he is in prison at this point. He is, he is in prison. Let me switch gears for you who are doing the
1: right thing and you're sending the word of God uncompromising. The Lord's going to bless you. Hang in there. Stay with it. Stay with it. The servant is not greater than the master. And if they hate the master, they're going to hate you too. But you stay with it. Don't change the message for nobody. Don't change it in order to make friends and to have the, the, uh, the, the applause of the world and to have the approval of the world. If you love the world, you hate God. The Bible is plain about this.
2: Don't seek their approval. They ain't got no heaven or hell, but God do. you be faithful. Don't change the word. Keep going. Keep going. People are going to talk about you. Don't render evil for evil. Overcome evil with good. They're going to lie and they are going, listen. You're going to feel used in every way. But hold on to your integrity and to your holiness. Don't let it go for nobody. Your holiness is not for sale. I'm not taking one day as the Lord give me strength of comfort from this world.
1: If it means a lifetime in here, I don't want it. That ain't a good trade.
0: To have to live comfortably on this side, only to miss heaven? No, 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 no. If I got to go through some stuff on this side, then sign me up. Let me just go on through it. But I want to be delivered. I want to make it. I want to get to heaven. And I, and I believe that you do too. So hold on to that. If you're sending the word and people are, are fighting against you and, and doing you wrong, that's all right. Your
1: reward in heaven is going to be great. So I want to encourage you to keep stick with it. Even if the people around you don't even deserve it. Because you yourself didn't deserve it one day. And you still don't deserve it. Same with me. I never deserved it. The second chance. But God has called you to give people a second chance just as he has given you a second chance. So brothers
0: and sisters, don't be weary in well-doing. Keep going. Nevertheless,
1: Jeremiah was beaten and all these different things. And Jeremiah had to tell the people, listen, you're not going to avoid Babylonian captivity. You've gone too far. You're going to have to pay for it. But what God is willing to do is, is to give you
2: grace to bear up under the hardship that you yourself brought upon yourself.
0: He's willing to do that. Well, the people didn't want to hear that. They didn't want to hear that at all. They wanted a message to say, we're going to conquer Babylon. We are going to beat the king. We are. It's going to be all this. And, Jer- and Jeremiah had to keep telling them, stop deceiving yourselves. It ain't going to happen. So, so the Judah brought in false prophets and other people. And everybody told the king and told everybody joy coming on everything that they wanted to hear. But when it came to Jeremiah yeah, and a few others like Jeremiah, they wouldn't budge. They
1: stuck with thus saith the Lord. And they were hated. Some of them were killed and beaten and bruised and thrown into prison. And Jeremiah was
0: one that was beaten and bruised and thrown into pris- prison. And so in our text, he is in prison. But notice he had to tell the people, if you go back and you read the accounts, the scriptures, the chapters before, you're going to find what Jeremiah was telling the people. And he was telling them to submit, be obedient. So he told them, look, first, you need to surrender to Babylon. Don't go fighting against them. It was not, listen. He told them, listen. Babylon. Is going to be your new government, you will be under Babylonian rule and you and the only thing that you can do. The thing that I want you to do, the thing that will glorify me, the thing that will honor God is if you submit to the rule of Babylon, that's not what the people wanted to hear. They wanted to hear that they were going to be victorious and God was going to make them victorious. But they don't realize they didn't realize they were alienated from God. See, in order to be victorious in God, you kind of need God. Amen. Hopefully you understand that. In order to be victorious in the Lord, you kind of need the Lord. You got to be right with the Lord. How are you going to be victorious with the Lord without the Lord? And
1: see, Judah didn't realize that. They were trying to get a victory from God without God. And God
2: said, uh, no. You're not getting that. And so they got at
1: it, mad at everybody that God sent to tell them, no, God told them, obey. You need to submit. You need to surrender to Babylon. Now, the implications of this is
0: very far lasting because we recently had um, and we still do have some some things going on here today that is very similar to this because this touches on a very what I have observed is a very sensitive and a very um, um, oftentimes thought of taboo subject, and it's very misunderstood subject in the Scripture, especially amongst God's people. People, God's people, don't believers don't understand many times what their government responsibility is now in a nutshell jeremiah was telling them that listen babylon is going to be your new government you need to not fight against them but you need to submit and be obedient in other words what he was telling them is that you need to submit to their leadership to their rulership and you need to be a good citizen under the babylonian rules that's what he was telling them and he was sending the prophets to tell them that. And he sent them to tell them that, that if they would do that, they would honor God. Now, w- watch this. God essentially told them through the prophet Jeremiah that they would be able to honor God and obey God and be, have favor with God by being obedient to those who God put over them in a government role. Now you know most Christians do not like that at all. <laughs> we don't like that. No, we don't like
1: that. We don't like that at all. See, we like to believe that there should be this big old thing uh,
0: that's called separation between church and state. So what you do for the church and for is 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 is, is totally separate from the way you carry on in this world. But see, this is how a lot of people have justified being godly on ch- on Sunday and being godly in church and being worldly Monday through Saturday because they hold a distinction. Many people do, so-called believers do. And they have used that as a crutch or an excuse to live worldly and act worldly. See, the world came up with the concept of the separation between church and state. God didn't come up with that. You're supposed to honor God whether you are in the church and you're supposed to honor God when you are acting in public as a a public citizen. You're supposed to honor. There is no such thing as separation between church and state when it comes to God. You are, when, if you are a baptized, born again, believer in Christ, you filled with the Holy Ghost, listen, then you are that, whether you are at church or whether you are at work or whether you're at school or whether you're in store or whether you're on vacation or whether you, what well,
1: doesn't matter. You are still a child of God and you are not supposed to be se- separating it. Others have taken
0: that mindset and gone so far as to say, you know what, well, guess what? Guess what? I, I you know, I, hey, I, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer in, 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 uh, on Monday through Friday and, or I mean, excuse me, on Sunday or whatnot. But, but, but what
1: I do for a living in this world, I do what I got to do. And that's separate. God understands. So you have, so you have
0: many so called Christians. Some have reached uh, fame and, and, and they claim Christians all the while. They on TV taking their clothes off. They claim that they are believers, although they do movies and 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 media and all kind of different public things where they're cursing and swearing
1: and they're doing all the stuff that the world is doing. Yet they claim that they that they that they are that they are real Christians, that they are true believers, because they have a separation in their hearts, in their minds, that they entertain they have drawn a devilish division that separates what they, that allows them to separate what they do from who they are.
2: But brothers and sisters, what you do is a product of who you are. I know you don't like to hear that, but that's what it is.
1: We've got Christians that they don't listen. They go to church and they bless God, but they cool to go to the casino and go gambling and go drinking
2: and go doing all that other kind of stuff. When they know what the word says. Oh, but brother
1: Walker, drinking is not a a sin. I didn't say that it was a sin.
2: He said use a little wine. Not go get drunk and twisted. And many folks listen who will listen to this,
1: they know that they are not of the former using a little wine, they are of the latter. Getting drunk,
2: don't know where they are, don't know. No, uh uh-uh. uh. Go to church on go to church on Sunday. But you're making
0: your money as a prostitute and as a stripper and as a pimp and all these other sorts of things,
1: money through through Saturday. But you claim that you're a child of God. No, you're
2: not. No, you're not. I'm sorry. No, there are some things that you cannot do. Some so-called professions are contrary to God, and you cannot do them. And if you engage
0: in it beforehand, listen, God is forgiving. But now that you know, guess what? Time to put in
2: a resume for something else, something that's holy, something that's better. I know people don't like to hear it, but you know, it is what it is.
1: You start out your career as a bartender or something like that or whatnot.
0: You watch patrons come in day in and day out and you serving them alcohol and all this kind of stuff.
1: And you're watching them get drunk and get wasted and all this other kind of stuff. Now, you didn't know at first and that so no condemnation. But then you come to the Lord and the Lord save your soul. You can't be a party of that which was wicked and what was wrong now, you, now
0: that you know. So guess what? You may not be able to change jobs or careers immediately, but guess what? Time to start retraining. If you, it, it's time to start putting in application, Time to start doing something different. I'm not going to be a party to what I know is, do you hear what I'm
1: saying? Whether I'm committing the sin or not, or I'm contributing to others to
2: commit that sin, I'm not going to be a party of that. I'm not going to do that. Because now that I'm on the Lord's side, it's important to me
0: that I don't sin. Guess what? But it's also important that I don't aid others in sinning. Some decisions that you make, you make it
1: because it's for you. But some decisions are for the benefit of your brother and your sister.
2: I know this ain't popular but it's the truth, but it's the truth.
1: That's just on the job front. But really this applies in all uh, all sorts of areas, all sorts of areas. But if we take a step back and we go back to the government aspect
0: of it, Jeremiah was telling the people, listen, you need, you, you, listen you're going to have to submit to the government. To the authorities that are over you and there are many children of god so to speak you can't do this and the reason why you have trouble doing this
1: submitting to the laws of the land to government and things like that the reason why you have problem with that
2: is because you got the wrong kind of fight in you you got a fight in you
1: that is derived that's derived from rebellion and the Bible says that
0: rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. It's bewitching. It seduces you.
1: So you want to fight against any and everything. And many Christians fight against being good citizens when they are commanded to be so in the scripture. Because they put a spiritual gloss on it and called themselves standing up for God
0: or standing up for their right. They want to fight against absolutely everything when the Lord told you to turn the
1: other cheek. We have so many fighting Christians now that it is ridiculous. Everybody want to fight, 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 and
0: not fight through prayer, but fight, 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 fight by resisting and telling people off and giving
1: them a piece of your mind and being unruly and unwielding and and. and Are you, are you saying the, 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 the foolery? I hope you are. All of that kind of thing. The book of Ecclesiasticus gives us this wisdom. God gives us this wisdom.
0: In Ecclesiasticus chapter 10, the word of God says this. A wise governor instructed his people and the rule of one that is discerning is well-ordered. As is the governor of a people, so are his officers. And as is the head of a city are its inhabitants. A reckless king ruineth his people, but a city becometh populous through the prudence of its princes. The rule over the world is in the hands of God. And at the right time, he set it over it, one
1: that is worthy. In the hand of God, watch this, is the rule of every man. And he investeth the
2: commander with his dignity. God puts kings and
0: allows governors and, 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 and presidents and whatever you want. He's the one that allows
1: them to come to power. Is what this is talking about. The rule over the world is in God's hand. God is running this show. But God also allows government to take place in this world. And it serves a purpose. It serves a purpose.
0: So the first thing that you need to understand. is is that because you have so many Christians
1: who think that they're being Christian because they're anti-government. Stop being a fool.
2: You ain't doing nothing but being devilish. That is evil and that is not of God. You're not going to like every rule. And every ordinance that a city comes up with. Because guess what? Not all
1: laws are lawful. But when the laws that are made.
2: Do not outright just straight up contradict the word of God. You don't get to just disobey it. And not go along with it. And we have many. Christians who give themselves a hall pass when it comes to
1: obeying the laws of the land because they lie and say that it contradicts the word
2: word of God. No, it don't. You just don't like it. And you're trying to put God on top of it to smooth it over to make it okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. Not all laws are good. And there is a time and a place where we do stand
1: and where we stand against the the laws of the land are when those those laws are are, are, are overtly and outright
2: go against and contradict the word of God. That's when we stand. That's when we... Listen, that's when you
1: protest. That's when you do all the kind of... But when it's not like that, you have no business doing all that. My goodness, even though the Bible tells you that not all laws is good. Some of you have never read Psalms 94 and 20. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth
2: mischief by a law? What that's talking about Basically,
1: is that that which is right, that which is holy, we don't have fellowship with that which is ungodly, which is is wrong. And he's talking about the law or the government who, when they put
2: laws that are wicked or rules that are wicked into law.
1: That's what he's talking about, framing mischief with the law. Things that are wrong and are not
2: right when they are made into laws. See, laws are for the purpose of providing justice,
1: but not all laws are just, and that's what the scripture is talking about,
0: and when we run into the laws that are not just, then we stand up for that kind of stuff, but when it comes to the other things that that you know it ain't that,
1: but you just want to be rebellious, and you just want to be fighting left and right, you know that ain't, you know that's not of God. You know, that's not of God.
0: Romans 13, one through seven says this. Let every soul be subject unto higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Do you see it? That's going right in book, going right in line with Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verses one through five. I just read it for you. In the hand of God is the rule of every man. And he invested his commander with his dignity. Then you get Romans chapter 13, starting at verse one. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. In other words, God does it. God allows it. The powers that be are what? Ordained of
1: God. That means God put it in place. God allowed that government. Watch how it continues. Whosoever therefore resisted the power resisted the ordinance of God.
0: And they that resist shall receive themselves damnation. Do you realize what that is telling you? Those of you who want to go out and you want to fight and you want to disobey, you want, listen, break the laws and all this different kind
1: of stuff. And I'm talking about the one, the you who do it in the name of the Lord. When you know you ain't,
2: you don't have the word to even stand on. You won't follow ordinances.
1: My goodness, it was sickening when when COVID was at the height of and everything was shut down, all kinds of, it was sickening. The number of, of Christians. Who would fight against the ordinances that did not even tell you that you could not worship and go to church. Heaven forbid
0: we think of outside the box and start holding services outside or in public places and other. No, but instead, what do we want to do? We wanted to fight tooth and nails and disobey every
1: ordinance whatsoever. And then we did it in the, under the, in the name of the Lord. Foolishness. But what did the Bible say about that? Whosoever resisted the power, resisted the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive, down, so receive uh, to themselves damnation.
2: Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That sounds like to me that the Lord is telling you and me that you cannot make it to heaven just off of being civically disobedient.
1: Because when God, because God is the one that allows government, yes, not all the laws are going to be good. And then we take issue with
0: those. But the ones that are not, you have no business taking issue with those that are not.
1: Just because you don't want to do it or it makes things inconvenient for you. When you obey the laws of the land, why do you not see that you are obeying God? And that's what the apostles trying to tell you right here. When you resist those ordinances, you're resisting the ordinance of God. When you resist government.
2: When you resist doing the right thing just because you don't like it or it's inconvenient. It don't have to be the most, listen, it don't have to be the most drawn out and,
1: and the most dastardly thing. It could be the simple stuff. Oh, we in a drought. Don't water your lawn on <laughs> on Tuesday. And what you got? Christians out there, you know, I ain't got to listen to that. I'm, I'm You know what I'm saying? I'm going to use two water hoses. Do you see what I'm
2: saying? The foolishness. The foolishness. It can be simple things. It's not always the big, deep things. We can stand up and be counted
1: for when it comes to issues of homosexuality or or our kids in school being taught things that they
0: shouldn't be and so on and so forth. And yeah, we can stand up for that stuff and we
1: can stand up on the word and we stand right stand for righteousness but when it come to like simple things
2: we're so willing to break those laws
1: we're so willing to abandon it but the word of god said whosoever therefore resisteth the pot resisted the power
0: resisted the ordinance of god and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation
2: in case you don't know what that means that means hell See, you can't decide that I'm going to
1: be a Christian on Sunday and I'm going to be. See, listen, Christians can't be anti-government.
2: If the government. Is at least trying to do some things that are right, the things that are right, we are.
1: Listen, we have to obey that. The stuff that's overt, blatant, all that kind of stuff. No, 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 that's different. We got to take a stand. We got to stand for righteousness. But standing for righteousness for the government doesn't mean
0: that you get to just throw government all of it away. No, it doesn't work that way. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. In other words, the, the government, thats <laughs> it ain't, it's not meant to be a terror or for something to you to be fearful of if you live in right and doing right. Wilt thou not then be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. In other words, if you
1: just be a good citizen, if you just do what you're supposed to do, the things that are good,
2: obey them. But don't let people talk you
1: into civic disobedience. Talking about you doing it in the name of the
2: Lord? No, you're not. Because his will is that you obey.
1: Look at how God considers the, those, those guns. Look at what he said. For he is the minister. This is verse
0: number four in Romans 13. He is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain for he is the minister of God, a revenger
1: to execute wrath upon them that do with evil. God uses government to deal with those that walk in unrighteousness.
2: It is as plain, it is
0: right
1: here. And he's telling you, if you will live right, if you will do right, you won't have no need to be afraid of that. Obey what's right and do what's right. Stay off the radar by living right and living holy. Stop getting caught up in all the mess and all the drama and all this other
2: kind of stuff. Why the police got to always come to your house? Stop with the shady practices and doing all these different things.
1: And then maybe some of you wouldn't deal with some of the lawsuits. Some of them are unjust. They don't have anything to do with you. But some of them, you brought this stuff on yourself. You nickel and a dime, and you don't want to do what you're supposed to do. Watch this. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause, pay ye tribute also. uh Uh-oh, now we're getting into taxes. For they are God's ministers attending continually
0: upon the very thing. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom
1: tribute is due. Custom to whom custom is due. Fear to whom fear. Honor
2: to whom honor. I hope you're seeing it. I hope you're seeing it. You can't be shady on the books and with your money and then get mad at the government when you get caught. Do the right thing. You do the right thing.
1: Pay your taxes, pay your due. do what you're supposed to do. If
0: the government make a mistake or what come, come up to you, talking about you, this, that, let it be said that you
2: did the right thing and then they find their mistake. Rather than
1: it be legitimate that you was trying to get over and now you got caught. Listen, if it must needs be that the government catch you, let it be that they caught you by mistake. In other words, they got the wrong person. But don't let it be, don't, don't, but don't add relevance to it by doing
2: the wrong thing. So now it's all legitimate. Don't do that. Don't do that. Look at First Peter, chapter 2. Dearly beloved,
1: Starting at verse 11, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims,
0: abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as
1: evildoers, they may be by your good works, which they shall behold glorify God in the day of salvation.
0: Watch this, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man. For the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors, as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers. That's referring back to um, to Romans there, and for the praise of them that do well. Now let me get the, the, the watch this. Notice what he said kings as supreme or unto governors. You don't get to decide, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to follow the president, but I'm not going to follow the governor. I'm going to follow the governor, but I ain't going to follow the president. No, no,
1: it don't work that way. It does not work that way. And anybody who going around thinking it is you are devilish and you are a liar, you do not get to split hairs like that. This is here the way it is in scripture, God letting you know that you got to
2: obey all of them that have rule. What does that mean?
1: That mean, guess what? I got to obey. Well, here in America, guess what? I have an obligation to my
0: state
2: government, my city government and my federal government. And I have to walk in obedience and walk upright in all of those areas. I don't get to pick and choose. And some of you need to stop justifying
0: disobedience, civil disobedience, by trying to put a spiritual gloss on it. You are.
1: Listen, you're walking in wickedness and God is not pleased. For so is the will of God that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men
0: as free and not using your liberty as a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servant of God. You who justify doing the wrong thing because you're trying to put a spiritual glaze over and you know you're walking in unrighteousness.
1: You just don't want to do it. You just don't like it. You're using your liberty as a cloak of maliciousness. I know you think you're not, but that's what you're doing. The word of God says this, honor
0: all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, watch this, honor the king. Servants, be subject to your masters with all
1: fear. Not only to the good and gentle, but to the froward. That means you got to, good bosses, bad bosses, you got to be respectful. You can't get on your job being ridiculous. For this is thankworthy.
0: If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully.
1: For what glory is it if when ye be buffeted, that means you get you get slapped. That means you get hit, you get popped. For what glory is it when you be buffeted for your faults? In other words, when you
0: get in trouble for doing the wrong thing, ye shall take it patiently. In other words, he's like, what glory do you actually have when you actually really legitimately doing the wrong thing? Then you're going to be all holier than thou and you're going to be all like, oh, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm enduring the, the hardship like you enduring it as a good soldier. Stop lying. You're messing up.
1: You're doing the wrong thing and you got caught and now you're in trouble for it. So there is no need in acting as though you're enduring something because you are being unjustly Chesti- uh, you are un- being
0: unjustly accused by this world. No, you are in trouble because you're doing the wrong thing. Those are two different things. But if, when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable to God. With God, see, the former is not getting in trouble because you did the wrong thing and then being patient about it and being all spiritual. That ain't acceptable to God. But a spiritual gloss on wickedness is not acceptable to God. But when you get,
1: but when you suffer for doing the right thing, oh, God have pleasure in all that. God's gonna reward you. God's gonna look. God's gonna repay you. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us,
0: leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin; neither was God found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again when he suffered he threatened not but committed himself to him that judges righteously he did the right thing brothers and sisters and god is telling you that you got to you and i we got to be christ like when it comes to walking you have to follow the rules so when there are ordinances
1: and things like that and and listen uh the, the <laughs>
2: curfews if if they put i'm just throwing it out there they put it you got to obey that if that
1: government if listen is trying to do what is right and trying to do what what is right and the
0: laws that they come that they have are not anti-god or what listen and because there's a difference
1: then you honor god it is part of your service to god to be oh listen to be a good citizen doing the right thing Because when you don't, watch what 2 Peter 2 and 10 tells us. But chiefly, them that walk
0: after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise
1: government, presumptuous are they, self-willed.
2: They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Peter said, as God gave him permission. You're in the flesh.
1: You are walking in carnality. When you start thinking that, yeah,
0: I don't have to do it. I'm gonna despise government. I'm gonna be everything. I'm gonna be disobedient. I'm gonna break law. I'm gonna do all this other kind. Listen, it don't matter. Listen, it, breaking laws don't mean that you're going to do the most. It ain't mean that
1: you're out there selling drugs or doing something else. It's all kind of ways to be disobedient, civically, to be doing things that you don't want to do. You don't like the city's ordinance for this, you don't like it for that, and so on and so forth. You might not agree with it, but that ordinance ain't stopping you from
0: praising the Lord, it ain't stopping you from worshiping the Lord, it ain't stopping you from from sharing the faith. But because it like you don't, you it adds an inconvenience to one or some of your freedoms, whatever those may be, and not the one spiritually you want to call yourself justified in fighting against it. No, you're not. You're working on the devil's behalf, and he just told
1: you. He just told you, you are in the flesh. Whosoever, back to Romans 13, 2, resisted the power, resisted the ordinance of God. And
0: they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Brothers and sisters, it is important for us to not just be good Christians and believers when we are at church, but your everyday life. In every area of your life, we are called to be representatives and good stewards. You don't get to pick and choose. We stand up for what is and stand up and we stand against what is wrong and what gets in and what would what, what obviously restrict and come against our worshiping of God and following and co- and 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 carrying
1: out God's command. But laws and ordinances that don't that make it difficult but not impossible or all out just impeded you don't get to fight
0: against that not in the not to the sense not in the sense that you get to just be totally disobedient and not do it no there's a right way to deal with that if you think the law or whatnot is is restrictive and it and and it's making it difficult not stopping now if it's stopping that's when it's that listen we become listen we stand up in defiance when the
1: when 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 crooked laws tell us we cannot worship God and we can't serve God we can't that's when we do it but the laws that make might make it difficult but not impossible listen we work with what we got and we work within the confines
0: of the tools that have been made available to us to appeal and to go against those laws that we feel are, that make it more restrictive. We, in other words,
1: we have to fight that the right way, but not through disobedience, not through breaking the law. Nothing wrong with fighting to have laws and things change that are not right, but you got to do it the right way,
0: not the way that disobeys God, brothers and sisters. This is what this this is what Jeremiah in many ways, had to deal with when he was telling people, you got to submit to Babylon. They didn't want to hear it. They did not want to hear that, much like we don't want to hear whenever the government tells us something and it seems a little frustrating or whatever. Some stuff, obviously, we got to stand up for. But when we stand up for things, we got to make sure that
1: we stand up the right way. Now, hopefully that makes sense to, to you. God bless you, brothers and sisters, for listening.
0: Um, we will be back at this. And when we come back on next week in lesson four, then we are literally going to be right in Jeremiah chapter 36, and we're gonna we're gonna dive into one through seven. This is exactly where we wanted to be. As I told you with the last lesson, we would pick this up and we would talk about the implications of what it meant for Jeremiah to tell the people to be obedient because that same thing, that same message is to us. We have to be obedient as citizens, We have a sit, listen, we have a responsibility that goes beyond just the house of God. We listen, we are to be the house of God and the people of God, even amongst this nation and this world. And we've got to do the right things. God bless you, brother. Until next time.